Welcome to today's episode of Gone Fishing Nuclear Report. This podcast is your one-stop information source for news about Department of Energy's environmental management activities around the nation. Now, with today's report, here is our host, Michael Butler. Thank you, Brady, and hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Gone Fishing Nuclear Report. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. We're covering all the news from the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program across the country. We've also got some interesting and informative future episodes in the works. Starting next week, you'll hear interviews with a top official from DOE headquarters who oversees the department's STEM training programs and is focused on ensuring that the future cleanup workforce is available. We'll talk to the president and CEO of the Savannah River Community Reuse Organization, and we'll hear from a national seminar leader who asks EM contractor managers to put themselves in the place of the worker entering a hazardous job environment each day. Don't miss these exciting episodes coming during the month of January. In today's top story, DOE's Office of Environmental Management has issued a draft request for proposals for the new Portsmouth decontamination and decommissioning contract to be performed at the Portsmouth Gaseous Diffusion Plant site in southern Ohio. This is an indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contract under DOE's in-state contracting model. It will have a maximum value of up to $5.87 billion dollars over a 10-year period. Work to be performed under the new contract will include demolition and disposal of gaseous diffusion facilities, process equipment, and related process buildings. The contract also includes remediation of contaminated soils and groundwater and disposition of uranium material. At the same time, DOE issued a draft request for proposals for uranium hexafluoride work at Portsmouth. The scope of work includes conversion of depleted uranium hexafluoride, or UF6, to a stable chemical form. The contractor will also provide cylinder-to-cylinder transfer of UF6, cylinder surveillance and maintenance, and disposition of empty cylinders. The contract would cover 10 years and 3 months and is valued at $1.89 billion. The contract would replace one currently held by Mid-America Conversion Services. DOE said the transition period for this contract will be aligned with that of the new Portsmouth D&D contract. Now with more EM news, here is Gone Fishing correspondent KB. EM's cleanup contractor at the Savannah River site was recognized with a pair of awards as 2021 ended. Savannah River Nuclear Solutions was singled out for manufacturing excellence in South Carolina. SRNS was named as a finalist for the Corporate Outreach Award and the Transformation and Operational Excellence Award. Company officials were recognized at a recent South Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership Conference in Greenville. Mm -hmm. 
SRNS was also honored as 2021 Corporation of the Year by the Metro Augusta Chamber of Commerce. Congratulations to Savannah River Nuclear Solutions. SRNS has reached agreement with federal and state environmental regulators on cleanup of a 25-mile stream corridor at the Savannah River site. The stream is radiologically contaminated due to SRS operations during the Cold War. The corridor consists of Parr Pond, named for the former P&R reactors, nine miles of canals adjacent to the pond, and a stream named Lower Three Runs. The Record of Decision Agreement specifies what protective and cleanup actions are required, along with assurances of long-term monitoring to ensure the corridor remains within environmentally safe standards. The cleanup of surface water and groundwater is one of the most important missions at SRS. Also at Savannah River, EM has developed a new innovative system that reduces both operational downtime and personnel exposure at a key facility in the SRS liquid waste system. The Saltstone Production Facility is operated by EM's liquid waste contractor, Savannah River Remediation. The facility receives decontaminated salt solution sent from the salt waste processing facility. The saltstone production facility processes that solution into a grout by mixing the liquid feed with dry materials. The grout is then pumped to saltstone disposal units where it hardens into a non-hazardous solid form that is safe for permanent disposal. During this process, an overflow system works as a safety feature that collects grout or flush water from hose ruptures or hopper overflow. Before the latest innovation was installed, any material that exceeded the overflow system capacity flowed into a trench to a nearby collection tank. Grout in the trench would harden and had to be chipped out by hand. Savannah River Remediation came up with a new system that returns excess overflow to the grout line to prevent it from entering the trench. This change decreased facility downtime by months reduced personnel exposure, and increased automation. Jim Folk, SRS Assistant Manager for Waste Disposition, said the changes are vital to keeping the saltstone production facility running at optimum capacity and are an excellent example of continuous improvement. Now to Hanford, Washington. EM's tank operations contractor, Washington River Protection Solutions, has reached a major safety milestone, surpassing 8.3 million work hours and 650 days without a lost time injury. This is the second time WRPS has reached this mark in its 13-year history at the Hanford site. A lost workday is when an injury or illness involves one or more days away from work for an employee following a work-related incident. As with other DOE contractors, safety is part of the tank operations workforce culture. Company President John Eschenberg said the safety milestone is made even more impressive when the impacts of the COVID epidemic are considered. 
The record was also set as WRPS completed challenging projects, including construction and testing of a system that will begin treating tank waste to remove radioactive cesium and solids. Eschenberg said workers also replaced a large contaminated cover on an 8 million gallon liquid waste storage basin during one of the hottest summers on record. HPMC Occupational Medical Services, an EM contractor at Hanford, has created an innovative approach to providing health and wellness services to workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Total Worker Health at Hanford stems from a National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health program that explores opportunities to protect workers and advance their health and well-being by improving workplace conditions through expanded programs and practices. Risk factors in the workplace can contribute to health problems previously considered unrelated to work, such as sleep disorders, cardiovascular disease, depression, and obesity. While these risk factors have always been an issue, they have become more pronounced during the pandemic. The Hanford Total Worker Health Program focuses on how the workplace environment can mitigate worker safety and health hazards enhance overall worker well-being, and contribute to a strong safety culture. Now let's go to the Leadership Academy at the Waste Isolation Pilot Plant. This is a -a first-of-a-kind program that resets the way workers embody the safety culture. Academy participants benefit from a wide range of curriculum topics taught by faculty from New Mexico State University at Carlsbad, along with WIP management and other presenters. The Academy was born out of a review of two 2014 accidents at WIP, the nation's only repository for Cold War-era defense nuclear waste. The Academy was part of a transformative effort to change how things are done and to make the safety the top priority. The four weeks of training and development has been offered to more than 200 of WIP's 1,000-member workforce. Today, it is recognized as a DOE best practice to improve safety culture. And here's a did-you-know fact of interest. WIP received more than 200 transuramic waste shipments in 2021, part of the total 13,000 shipments the facility has received since it opened in 1999. More than half of those shipments have come from Idaho National Laboratory. Now to Oak Ridge, where UCOR is introducing conduct of operations coaches in field locations this week. Officials say the coaches will provide support for greater team success in CONOPS. They will be present at pre-job briefings and participate in work planning sessions. Part of their job is to shine a light on workers who are doing an outstanding job in CONOPS, like teamwork and displaying a questioning attitude. And finally, yesterday, EM contractors around the country observed Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. They took to social media to express gratitude for site security personnel and local law enforcement for their daily commitment to protecting physical property, classified information, and personnel. We join in celebrating these awesome professionals. That's our Gone Fishing Nuclear Report for today, January 10th, 2022. 
Join us for future episodes that will feature interviews with a top DOE official overseeing the department's STEM training programs, the president and CEO of the Savannah River Community Reuse Organization, and a national seminar leader who asked EM contractor managers to put themselves in the place of the worker entering a hazardous environment each day. For our team, Brady, KB, and me, this is Michael Butler. Good day and have a good week. Thank you for joining us for today's Gone Fishing Nuclear Report. Join us next time for more environmental management news from Department of Energy sites around the country.